Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. This is Anthony Robbins host, The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. This is Anthony Robbins host, The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. So we give y'all real, real noise. <laughs> I've been lying for so long. I've been lying for so long. <laughs> Believe me, I'm probably a porno, pornoologist. We cannot continue to deny women or minorities access to a system that has everything but their input. What up, world? This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, and welcome to episode 97 of the podcast. I'm feeling real optimistic today. This week has been a great week thus far. The last episode 96, Am I Worth Loving? with me and T.C. Hughes. If you have not heard that podcast, you definitely, definitely need to go listen to it. T.C. came through. And when I say he dropped nuggets, he dropped nuggets. And even I was touched in that podcast and the podcast was great. I'm, I'm a little rested. I mean, not rested. I'm a little tired. Um, I did the podcast with him. Then I jumped on his Facebook live and we did his show. And then we did the Heaven 97 show. And I'm not sure. I'm still not sure why I was invited on Heaven 97, because if anybody listens to this podcast, then, you know, to say that I cuss like a sailor is an understatement. And I'm always dreading the day that I possibly get hired by a big time radio station or a radio station. And they say, hey, you can only say words like damn and hell. Fuck shit, bitch. And the word nigga will not be allowed on those type of networks. And I will probably never make it to syndication if I want to continue saying those words. But for now. You get the raw, unadulterated truth. The reality is where filtering becomes extinct. That's what you get. I wanted to talk a little bit and dive right into talking about Sage still today because on yesterday in my group meet, I always tell people that I created a group meet for the reality is feedback. Um, it's some friends. It's some well, everybody is actually friends now, but it started with about 30 to 40 people. And then we kind of narrowed it down to roughly about 17 now till we get real content and real opinions and real feedback from people in the group. Um, at the beginning, I didn't know everybody. Now I do know everybody and everybody I would consider a friend or a close associate. And I appreciate them. They listen to the podcast every week, at least every month. And I appreciate that because the feedback that they give me, it's imperative uh, for me to receive it. Some of it is good. Some of it, some of it is. I don't think it's ever bad. I think it's more constructive than anything. But we talked about Sage still, and it started in our group because a guy on uh, Instagram, uh, actually on Twitter, a guy on Twitter posted a picture of I forgot the guy's name, but he's like a promoter, I think, and or a fighter in the 
UFC and Sage Steele was interviewing him and it's a picture of her leaning over. If you know Sage Steele, she's a black woman. She's biracial, but she looks like she's just 100% black, but I don't even know if any of us are 100% black, but she's leaning over the ESPN table and the white guy has his hand in her curly fro. It probably made a lot of black women cringe. Uh, Issa Rae, uh, of the show Insecure talks about white people and their questions with black women's hair and black people's hair and wanting to touch their hair. And my, I myself have dreads. And I, 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 if you're not my girlfriend or somebody I'm trying to holler at or engage with, I don't really want anybody touching my hair. But the point of the matter or the fact of the matter is white people always has have questions about black people's hair. How does it grow this way with dreads like myself? Do you have to take it all down to wash it and then put it back together? Uh, does somebody have to rebraid you? They ask if locks or braids and so on, so on and so forth. Excuse my alerts on my phone, but they ask all these questions because they're just, they want to know. They don't know. They want to know, but you see the picture and it's a white man with his hands knuckle deep in Sage Steele's hair. She's okay with it. She's smiling. She even looks like she's the one who leaned towards him, leaned in towards him for him to get a good head full of that Negro hair. That's what I may not name this podcast, Negro hair. But um, she leaned in, he touched her hair, and some people had an issue with that. And some people may have an issue with that because Sage still is a person who has voiced her opinion about politics and race and when she voices that opinion, she doesn't always seem like she's more for the black side, but more for the white side. But I can't totally fault her because uh, I think her father or her mother, I think her mother was white. So I can't totally blame her. She's probably, I mean, most biracial kids or people, they struggle with their identity through a certain part of their lives. If you've never seen Barry on Netflix, you'll see Barry off at Columbia and he's dating a white girl and he goes through that struggle. But anyways. Sage still said we should praise her mom and people like her husband for being courageous enough to choose to date and or marry a black man or a woman. White people aren't the reason we're free, Sage. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they marched with us. Some of them even fought with us, stood by our side in the fight and still fight for rights and equality for all people. But they aren't single handedly our saviors. And I say this all the time that white people don't get to be the oppressors. And our rescuers. And I'll be the first one to say that I think we should stop down in one another when it comes to the black community speaking out against one another. But sometimes it needs to happen. Sometimes the Charles Barkley's, the Sage Steels, they just don't do us justice. They can't speak for us. And for whatever reason, somehow we as black people always have a black person that speaks out with an opinion and the media deems them as the voice of black people, the spokesperson of black people, the spokesperson of black America. And some people may be like, how the fuck, how can you say that? How are they deemed the black spokesperson of America? Even Tiger Woods has went through this. I mean, it's like white people or white commentators that interview somebody like Tiger, a biracial person, and they'll say, well, it must be true. Black people must feel this way. But in reality, I'm pretty sure Tiger Woods grew up feeling more accommodated around white people than he did black. When they only choose a particular black person, no matter what their field of expertise is, and they consistently bring them on to speak about everything in social media, social issues and political issues to the job they are hired for, they become a spokesperson for how blacks feel. At least that's how a lot of people see it. I feel like Charles Barkley 
many times he's been on CNN and they asking him about politics and how black people feel. And Charles Barkley is wrong. In my opinion, damn near 85% of the time, unless he's reading statistics that clearly state that this is fact, whatever he's reading, I don't believe Charles Barkley half the time he say something. I personally don't have an issue with Sage Steele or any biracial person. But I always tell people who are biracial, if you don't think you black, the world and the universe has a way of bringing your ass back to real life saying you are a black person. Kanye West said it best. You are still a nigga in a coop. If you know Kanye, then you can follow along and you know the words that he speaks about. You get what I'm saying right now. Sage still. She is the queen of niggadom at this point in time, in my opinion. I'm not sure what her circle is, who her circle is. But I tell people all the time, sometimes you can't hold it against people, how they feel, how they think, how they live their lives. Because her being a biracial person, she had a white mother raising her. We all know, especially black men know how important a mother is to us. Black women know how important your mother is to you. Uh, Black women are known for many things. But I just wish Sage still would think before she talks. She even went on. I think she tweeted about the inconvenience that the protesters for the Muslim band affected her flight. I wouldn't be giving two shits about a flight when you have people who are fighting to come to a country for the most part legally with papers and children are being detained. Children are being detained for reasons they don't even understand. Just imagine black people, because this could easily happen to us. But imagine going into an airport, you leave and you go on vacation, you go back to Africa to see your people. Or you go back to get your wife and bring her back over here because you've been over here by yourself. You go back to get your kids and bring them back over here because you've been working hard to bring your kids home. And when you get on a flight to come back, you cannot come back. Your wife left to go see whatever her parents and she cannot come back. You cannot get your wife back. You are working here in America and you've been sending money for years for your kids and your wife and your other parts of your family to come from a war torn country, a dictatorship to come over here. And they don't get a chance to come because somebody immediately recklessly signs an order that says you cannot come here. Not because of something that you've done, but because of a threat that may be seen or unseen. I'm not going to talk a lot about the, 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 the ban. I think it's ridiculous. As Lowry said for the point guard for Toronto Raptors, it's bullshit. It's bullshit and it's bullshit. And I don't want to redact that or change the statement or how I feel. Sage still wake your black white ass up and understand that the world is bigger than you. And with that platform that you have, you have to be cognizant of the things that you're saying because it doesn't seem like anybody's telling you you're wrong. That's enough about Sage still, man. I want to give a shout out again to the people in my group, me, the people here in Dallas, Texas, that keep it real. We went out this weekend, man. A lot of people in the group meet have not met each other. And I was like, you know what? We need to get together. And we got about 15 of us together, people who hadn't actually met. They just been interacting through uh, the group, texting and talking and chatting and sending videos and whatever. 
But I was like, let's get all, let's all get together. So we finally got together. We got a lot of people together. We hung out, had some drinks at Gloria's. Um, that's an El Salvadorian restaurant for the people who think here in Dallas who think it's a, a Mexican restaurant because it seems like if they brought brown skin and black hair, we just want to say they're Hispanic, Mexican, or Latin descent. But these people are. El, this restaurant is El Salvadorian, which is I think uh, from the Latin country or a Spanish country, but uh, of El Salvador. But again. It's an El Salvadorian restaurant, but we all came together. We had fun, had drinks. We left there and we went bar hopping in Uptown, man. We had a great, great time. The funny thing about it was it the guys ended up grouping up and the girls ended up pairing up. And when we went to a different bar, people kind of hung out and they enjoyed each other and the girls enjoyed each other and the guys enjoyed each other. But then most of the girls in this group were black and it was one white shout out to Joby and his beautiful wife. And a lot of white guys was hitting on the black women there. They was even hitting on my girl. And I'm like, damn, you know, I mean, we already know what it is. Black men, we experience it with white women. A lot of black women experience it with white men. But we always wonder if it's a fetish. And I didn't know if it was a fetish. It seemed like a fetish. But all I know is I saw people, white men draped all over my girl. And a lot of guys there were like, hey, man, you ain't tripping. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm not. I'm not the egotistical, jealous, stereotypical guy. The only time that I looked and was kind of appalled about the situation was my girl don't even damn near drink off my cup and really don't like to drink off nobody's cup and this is when i knew she was probably drunk i saw her extend her arm from the elbow to the wrist out and allowed this white guy to sip off of her cup not off a straw but off the cup which she normally wouldn't even allow that and I said, oh, shit, the party just got started. We out here having a good time because she wouldn't allow nobody to do that. But as far as seeing those guys approach her, I didn't trip about it because I and, and some of the other guys were kind of like, damn, you know, I see these guys moving in around our girls. And I'm like, just relax, because the reason I feel like women should go out and have a good time. And sometimes how men I feel like men, us men should allow women to go out and get compliments and drinks be bought by other men, because as men. We don't fucking think all the time. What do you mean by that? Well, we go out and I ask the guys and I say, hey, do you tell your girl, your wife that she's beautiful every day, every week, every month? Don't you fall off sometime doing the things that you need to do? Everybody said, yeah, except for my friend Joby, but he redacted that and said, yeah, sometimes. But, I, you know, I take care of my girl. And I'm like, I'm sure you do take care of your wife. But we fall off sometimes. And sometimes our delivery on when we're telling them how attractive they are. It's not the perfect time or we don't do it enough. But when they go out and they dressed up and they look good and they got their boots on and their heels on and they look fitting jeans and nice little shirt, got the makeup on, got their hair done and other guys walk up to them. Sometimes just like men, women like to know, you know what? God damn it. I still got it. If this Negro left me, I still got it. Somebody still wants me. It's just not him. I know personally, I like to still feel that way as well. So I didn't trip. I'm glad we all went out and had a good time. We went to a bar uh, in Uptown named Fat Rabbit, and I was just chilling at the bar by myself, letting my girl have a good time. She interacting with other girls, chilling, hanging out. I ain't going to lie. It was a one white woman staring at me at the bar, and she stared so hard she could have drilled a hole in my head. Like Superman in the, in, in the laser beams of his eyes, that's what it felt like. And one of my homeboys, his wife, she was watching, and she's like, God damn, is she going to stare a hole through you? And after a while of her stirring, you know, I went on and I entertained her and I gave her some conversation. We chopped it up. She tried to holler a little bit, but, you know, my girl was there. It was cool. It was just good conversation. I let her know I was good. I don't know if Joby knows, but his wife then stepped in, which was another white woman, and she ended up talking to me. And if you're wondering why I'm saying race or bringing race about, because that's a part of the story. 
so Joby's wife came in and she was talking to me, which is a white woman. So this white girl sees another white woman come talk to me. And she's like, oh, I could tell her face was kind of like, oh, shit. He like uh, white women. I was about to say sisters, but, you know, he like white women. OK, so Joby's wife walks off and then she proceeds to talk. I ain't gonna lie. She had on these little span, you know, not to be funny. White women wear leggings with everything. They'll have a good dress shirt on and have leggings on and have some boots on. They'll wear leggings to go work out. They'll wear leggings to go to church. They'll wear leggings to do just about anything. Swimming, diving, fishing, cooking, hunting. They'll wear leggings. Leggings is white women's thing. Even people wearing leggings who shouldn't be wearing leggings. Shout out to the big girls. But hey, I still love you. So the white woman started to talk to me and then Joby's wife came back and, you know, broke it up. And what I'm telling this story, part of the story for is because the wives there, the wives there were taking care of the girlfriends there. They were making sure that no other girls was hollering at the boyfriends. The wives was doing this. I won't say that I 100% appreciate it because I would have liked to have the white girls flocking all over me like the white men was flocking all over them. But, you know, it was all in good fun, man. We had a good time. I appreciate everybody coming out. We had a real good time, man. I'm going to take a quick break. I want you guys, I don't know if anybody knows much about Marshawn Lynch, man. But if you've seen the video where he visited... uh, Houston Village, Scotland, and he was talking about the Super Bowl, which is in uh, Houston uh, on this coming Sunday. The Pats, ver- uh, the Patriots versus the, I was about to say the Houston Texans, but the Patriots versus the Atlanta Falcons. Go Falcons. I'm not a Falcons fan, but anytime somebody's playing against the Patriots, I'm going Falcons. But if you have not heard Marshawn Lynch's video and his little um, skit that he had visiting Scotland with Skittles and talking about that. You need to definitely hear it. I'm going to take a quick break, let you guys listen to it again. You're listening to The Reality Is episode 96, where the filter becomes extinct. I'm your host, Anthony Robinson. I'll be right back. We got the Super Bowl going on. You familiar with that? I know this, yeah, obviously. Oh, you know that? It's so popular. Really? I ain't seen no castle before. That was built about 1160 or so. Built when? Uh, 1160. So you know it's in Houston, right? Oh yeah, I heard. Yeah, not this Houston, but, no. but the other Houston. I heard this Houston was the first Houston though. Oh yeah, no, no. Little interesting fact that I heard. 1116, <laughs> that sound like what time it is right now. Hey yeah. <laughs> ah, what's up with it? Well, what you got on that thing? I, I don't know about that. So where I'm from, like we don't we don't wear those. Where the f- oh? Ah! <laughs> hey, them things real, bro. <laughs> the Super Bowl is gonna be in Houston this year, right? Oh, Houston, Texas. I so I thought I would come out to Scotland, Houston, to find out if y'all knew about the Super Bowl going on in Houston, Texas. And it sound like you really f-ing excited now I about get it. it. <laughs> You know what? I ain't gonna say I make clothes, but I, you know, I do a little bit of fashion. I can email you some designs, and Hell you yeah. can sort of see uh, what you emails, want. Emails? I ain't gonna give you my email. They filming right now, no but we just gonna throw you a couple more. You feel what I'm talking about? Hey man, I'm Come a bagpiper, man. Come and join our band. Come on. Uh, 17 cents. Ah! <laughs> I got my good eye on you, one. Hey, man, I just ran into one of you in the, uh, I don't know if y'all call them woods or, uh, I don't know where I was at. Just remember, Beast Mode done slid through Scotland. He gave you something so you can make sure that you enjoy the game while you're watching it, too. I wouldn't think all the way out here y'all would know anything about. Are you kidding? 
People stay up until ridiculous o'clock in the morning. Take That's the time? Work. Ridiculous o'clock? Ridiculous o'clock. But if you get Skittles into all of their hands, then they be game ready. Okay, <laughs> I'll remember that one. Yeah, man, that's almost like what I seen when them Warriors jumped out on me. They was game ready, but they didn't know I had a game plan for them. That's yeah. like the best thing ever, Skittles and Super Bowl. Hell yeah, put it together and let it rock, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah, then let it rock then. I think it's, uh, I enjoyed that clip. You got to actually go to uh, Facebook, go to the reality is Facebook or go to YouTube and just Google uh, Marshawn Lynch or Beast Mode Visits Scotland. The funny thing about this, you got to watch the video because it's parts in there where he's dancing and he's looking a certain way. And when he was like, what's that thing you got on right there? He was talking about the uh, the kilt. I think it's the kilt. I think is what it's called in Scotland, where it looks like they're wearing like a dress. And that's what he was talking about. And to me, the shit was amazing. The shit was funny. I enjoyed it. Definitely go check it out. I wanted to let you guys know about some new music or uh, put put you on about new music from uh, Toby. I think his name is pronounced Toby Inigwe. He's a Houston rapper. Um, the music is amazing, man. The music, the music, the music is amazing. Yeah. Get twisted, Sundays. No. Metro booming and want some more. Young toe, why you rapping so hard? I don't know. I hop on just like Geronimo. My flow sicker than the common code. Gladiator with the bars, killing another competition like a Maximo. Hop on any beat they ask me for. Eat the beat up, then it's catchy for. Let's get night and Ebo. I'm the Debo, former Edgar Allan Poe. I know what the hood is wildin' for. That's why all my bars are castle bro. To the homies in the cage, trying to catch a wave, puffin' on the capture. So again, Toby and Nigway, man, dude is a beast, man. Houston rapper. I enjoy his music. Go to SoundCloud, check him out, Toby and Zigwa and Nigway. I think that's how you pronounce it. If he ever listens to this podcast, hopefully he's not mad, but it's Toby T-O-B-E Nigway N-W-I-G-E-W-E. He does a it's great music, it's a great message. You gotta listen to it. We need more of this. Um he got music about transforming the game um they have i forgot the name of it but he has like a little concert setup that he has yearly that's given back to the community it's rap that we need and i wanted to give a big shout out to him i also wanted to let you guys know about a couple of other podcasts you definitely need to be listening to um if you want to listen to any podcast of color Go check out podcastingcolor.com to find a catalog of some of the greatest podcasts from people of color. You won't regret it. I promise you, you'll soon be finding the reality is where filtering becomes extinct podcast on that catalog. You also want to check out uh, Affirmation Pie with Angie Ung, I think it is. She's from Canada. I listen to her weekly, sometimes daily. She has uh, daily or weekly podcasts that come out about affirmations about how to save money, how to focus on you, how not to give so much energy to other people, how to keep a small circle these are the things that we need some people can't afford to go to a counselor some people can't afford to go to yoga some people can't afford to go to meditation but there are podcasts and other avenues out there to focus on you and help you take your mind off things turn the music off turn the tv off tune out the noise tune out the sound get off social media and focus on you because i'm telling you a healthy you is a wealthy you you got to focus on that i also wanted to give a shout out to lebron man for giving a fucking clap back to Charles Barkley ass man uh, They were talking to LeBron about Charles Barkley Pretty much always calling LeBron a baby And whining about things that he had been going through This NBA season saying that he almost want, Needs a super team or wants to inherit A super team to win Or you know when they get back to the finals If they make it back to the finals to play Golden State He doesn't need a super team He just needs 
another player that can put points on the board. But the reason I love the clap back from LeBron, because he went on and he talked about after being interviewed, he spoke out against Charles Barkley finally. And nobody really has ever seen this side of LeBron. So some people kind of debated, was he rude? Because when he came back at him, he didn't talk to him on a basketball level. He talked to him on a personal level saying, I'm not going to let him discredit my legacy like that, James told ESPN. I'm not the one who threw somebody through a window. I never spit on a kid. I never had an unpaid debt in Las Vegas because we all know Charles Barkley was a gambler. I never said I'm not a role model. I never showed up to All-Star Weekend on Sunday because I was in Vegas all weekend partying. All I've done for my entire career is represent the NBA the right way. 14 years and I never got in trouble. I respected the game. You go print that. And he ended by saying there's a new sheriff in town. I love it. I love the fact that he actually spoke out against Charles Barkley. And you know what's so funny? To me, I was telling somebody this last year. To me, LeBron James made being married cool. To me. We all know he married Savannah, his high school sweetheart. He's been with her the whole time. Can't say if he's cheated or not. We don't have definite proof that he has. And even if he has, look at the industries that he's in. Not saying that he should or that validates the reasoning if he has cheated but the point of the matter is he's almost spotless and stainless in 14 years of an NBA career who else do you know who's done that maybe some things will come out after the fact I hope they don't because I think this image for the NBA this image for a black young black man who lived up to all the hype that they put on him all the weight that they put on his shoulders he lifted that shit from high school jumping college and going to the NBA <coughs> excuse me I need a drink of water so, for me, I, I, I love seeing LeBron clap back. I appreciate LeBron clapping back. And I hope he claps back more on people who try to disrespect him and come at him sideways. So, I want to give you a few announcements before we get out of here. This is just a bonus episode for the week. If I'm lucky, tonight I'm supposed to be in interviewing Bella Brown. Uh, she is a good friend of the podcast. She's a philanthropist who helps around town. Um, uh, she is... The spokesperson for Bella Ministries, she's also has Bella Catering, uh, Bella's Kitchen Catering Services. So I should be interviewing her tonight. You guys will be getting a podcast, probably about two or three podcasts this week. And I know at the beginning of the year, I said, hey, I will put podcast out on Mondays. I've had a few people hit me up and they wondered why I don't put them out Monday consistently on Monday. Well, I don't put them out on Mondays all the time. I do try to give you guys something by Monday. But the reason that I don't do it is because I do everything for the podcast outside of my girlfriend helping me um, like a year ago. There's not a 15 person team anymore. Uh, I create the content. I get the content together. For the most part, I book every guest that comes on the show. After doing the show, I pick the music for the show. I pick the intro for the show. I engineer the show. I'm the content curator. I'm the host of the show. After the show goes off, I edit the show. I splice everything together. Sometimes it takes an hour. Sometimes it takes three hours. Sometimes it takes four hours. It depends on how many takes we have. After doing that, I create the RSS feed for the show. I put the show together. I actually do the job of about five to ten other people by myself. So whatever I could do to simplify it and get it out there to the listeners, that's what I do. And if I can get you guys one, two, three episodes in a week, I do that because the next week I may not be able to do it. I appreciate all the feedback and, and emails that we get. 
about how we can better the show. And I definitely hope that we can actually make the show better and continue to make the show better and continue to grow our listenership. But for those who have questions about why we don't have one consistent date like we used to have every Saturday and released it on every Thursday is because I no longer have a team. I just have me. So that's why we put it out the way we do randomly, but consistently making sure that our listeners have something to listen to. And as always, we appreciate our listeners who continue to tune into the podcast, who continue to support the podcast, who continue to give us feedback. We appreciate that. I want to let you guys know, be sure to come out this week, February 4th from 1 PM to 5 PM to the diaspora day party at South Dallas cultural center. The diaspora day party is a community celebration of the food, fashion, customs, and tradition of the people of African descent. In conjunction with our current exhibition, Distant Relatives, the Diaspora Day Party will feature an African-American marketplace, artist talks, and diasporic vibes provided by DJ Miss Black America and DJ K-More. We will be podcasting live from the event, me and my good friend T.C. Hughes, who you just heard on episode 96 of the podcast. So make sure you tune in for that. If you can, get tickets. Um... I'll give you the website on the next podcast because I don't have that information in because I also uh, create the announcements. Also on next weekend, Saturday, February 11th from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. at 500 X Studios of Dallas. Come out to the All Dallas Art Show and Auction where over 200 DFW art lovers of all ages will be there. Come be a part of the High Energy Showcase and Auction for a chance to bid on one-of-a-kind art from sought-out local creative Stephen Michael Johnson. <clears throat> we are media sponsors for this event so the reality is like i've been telling you guys the reality is is doing a lot of things we have our hands on a lot of things i am blessed to be in this position although it is hard work i am blessed i wouldn't change it for the world this position has helped me grow this position has helped me learn so many things about the media industry so many things about myself so many things about the tolerance that i have and, and the consistency inside of me and the things and the drive that i have to keep putting out the things that I put out and the content that I put out. Again, this concludes episode 96. I am your host, Anthony Roberts. Uh, this is the reality is where filter becomes extinct. And man, always remember, if you don't do shit else with your day to day, always remember, first of all, to love yourself, to care for yourself, to care for others, be nice to people, drink some goddamn water, then drink you a beer or something if you want. Balance the good and bad in your life and always remember, inhale courage to excel success because if you don't do shit else, you gotta live. I'll let y'all see y'all in the next episode. Yeah. I'm up right now. Got drink in my cup right now. Dank in my blunt right now. I can't give a fuck right now. Game need change. I turn that bitch upside down. I'm curious. All of a sudden you want to fuck. Why now? Oh, why? Why? All of a sudden you want to fuck. Why now? Can't even lie. I want to fuck right now. Hands down. Ain't shirt up right now. Hey, 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 hey. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> ah, shit. Did I sound like Nate Dog? Ah, I tried. As a business owner, your nightmares might sound like this. But advertising on Cats Digital can turn your nightmares into this. Hi, how can I help you? I'll be right with you. You see, Cats Digital is the only true audio anywhere advertising. You'll be talking directly to your customers on any device, any place, and any time while they're listening to music, talk shows, and podcasts. Now that's a great dream. Wake up your business at katzdigital.com. 
Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.